0: Welcome to the SPE Podcast, powered by the Society of Petroleum Engineers. You're listening to the March 2024 episode of the SPE President's Podcast with Terry Palish, creating our energy future, maximizing your membership by leveraging SPE's multimedia content. And now your moderator, SPE Vice President of Marketing and Communications, Dana Otilio.
1: Hello, I'm Dana Otilio, Vice President of Marketing and Communications at SPE. I'm pleased to join 2024 President Terry Palish on his monthly podcast episode. This month, Terry will continue to share the ways members can leverage SPE's published content to enhance their technical expertise. Terry, thank you for inviting me to join you on this topic.
0: Well, Dana, thank you for joining me. And I thought, you know, what better person to discuss our multimedia than you. So that's why I thought it would you'd be a great one. So, you know, as you know, we're about halfway through the series now, this podcast series um, in my columns. And, you know, the whole goal of which was to help our members understand how to get the most out of their SP membership. You know, I like to use the analogy of the gym membership, um, and I want to make sure that our members understand all the offerings and so that they can help create their own energy future. So far, we've of course covered uh, the regional sections. We've covered technical sections, SP Connect. Um, Last month, of course, we covered print media. So I thought it might be good to to cover multimedia this month with you. Um, So, so hopefully we can get through talking about SP's Energy Stream, um, maybe webinars and training, SP Live, and and maybe even work in a few thoughts on the distinguished lecture program and PetroWiki. You know, I think multimedia is now kind of the future um, and it, the the content helps us run really the full gamut of our mission. It's not just connecting our members to technology, but it also includes members to members. But probably this is the one that probably helps us connect to our external stakeholders as much as anything, because we have a lot of external stakeholders uh, that tune into RSP Live and some of the other things. Yeah,
1: that's very true. Um, so let's start by taking a look back at how we got here with S.P.E.'s multimedia content. Can you share a bit about what led S.P.E. to start creating more video and audio content?
0: You know, SP has offered webinars and online training courses, um, you know, for many years. I think we started probably in 2013, um, but this content was all kind of standalone, uh, not necessarily, you know, kind of combined and related to each other, um, and certainly was not as well utilized as our as SP events. So, prior to the pandemic, as you know, SP was looking for ways to, you know, kind of best capture some of the best of moments of our presentations at our events, um, but in many Many ways at that time, the AV technologies just really hadn't caught up. So one of the one of the very m- small benefits that came out of the pandemic was quick advancements in A V technologies because we all got thrust into that uh, situation. So it was really during the pandemic is when SP Live was born.
1: Excellent. So can you share with our listeners what SP Live is and what kind of response we got from the members?
0: Yeah. So, of course, we all remember what happened in April 2020 um, and SP, to their credit, uh, you and your team adapted very quickly to the strain that the COVID was putting on SP and our members. Um, You know, we couldn't meet for our events. We couldn't meet at our section meetings. We couldn't get together. And it was a huge issue for us um, in helping our members uh, connect with each other. So um, SP launched the SP Live series on LinkedIn. Um, The ironic thing is, I believe LinkedIn had reached out to SP just before that and asked if they wanted to be part of a beta test on something they were going to call LinkedIn Live. And we didn't we didn't do that because of the pandemic, but it was already at the forefront of our mind, so we were able to quickly adapt and, and put on our own. So, um, you know, the board uh, was very supportive um, and still is. Um, I know we were scrambling to try to find speakers, and I think the board members and people stepped up, and significant members in, in the in our membership helped. Um, but you know, today the platforms kind of evolved. Um, the goal of SP Live is now to provide timely content. Um, but then, you know, content that's, you know, on interesting, probably hot topics of the day, but in really a more of a conversational tone. So it's almost like a, a, live podcast. Um, so, you know, of course we're looking for global topics, topics that are important to all of our membership, um, talking about thought leadership, high level. Um, and they're also not huge production, so they can be a quick turnaround, um, of course, the purpose. is called SP Live, so the purpose is to be live. But um, so we do try to respond to questions and comments by viewers. But it's also available on demand. And and again, this is one of our multimedia outlets that is available to both members and non-members. So we have the ability to reach uh, those that aren't in our membership as well. As far as popularity, um, I will say this: due to popularity, we can we uh, started something this last year called Tech Talks, um, and this is where we have the same conversational setting, but we allow uh, companies or sponsors to provide sponsored content so they can have a conversational discussion about their product or service or topic. And these have been very popular. I think I think we're now doing like eight to 10 of these per month. We do like four to five SP lives a month. Um, and I think we're getting what, 16 to 1700 views uh, between the online and demand. So um, it's really one of our growing uh, outlets of multimedia. Um, And then, of course, I just want to put a plug in one of the last uh, one of the most recent successes is kind of taking our DLs and featuring a DL in the current uh, season each month. So it allows them to get their message out and their presentation out in another outlet.
1: That's great. I mean, sometimes when I'm uh, listening to an SP live, I think about someone, you know, in some far off country because we have people that are watching the show, you know, at all times of the day and night, you know, someone eating popcorn on their couch, you know, before they go to bed, listening to an SP live. I mean, that's that's kind of some of the response we've gotten globally on those broadcasts, which uh, is, is pretty cool. Um, so you mentioned how SP live and the tech talks are available on demand. Where can members find all this content?
0: Yeah, so. As SP, of course, expanded outside of just providing print media and we started creating all this multimedia videos, webinars, so on, um, it was, as you know, kind of located in different places. And so in 2022, um, SP launched the Energy Stream, the Energy Stream website. And so the idea is that that website, you can go to see all of our multimedia content all in one places. So and we continue to improve that. Um, so I like to think of the energy stream is kind of the one petro of multimedia. So one petro is where we go to a lot of our print and energy streams where we can get our multimedia. Um, it's accessible from the SP.org homepage, or you can go right to streaming.sp.org. Um, of course, when you get there, the system has links for webinars, for online training, for the SP lives, um, and, of course, our SP podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast, you can that's how you can access all my past uh, podcasts. So and of course, we continue to improve it. Um, we added the learning management system this past year. Um, so that allows us to kind of combine this continuing education credits um, and it allows you to go to one place to kind of see where you're at, what you've done for training. Um, so it's kind of a one stop shop for that as well.
1: So let's go back to something you mentioned earlier about the Distinguished Lecture Program. I think most of our members know that these selected experts visit sections around the world in person. Um, how do these fit in with SPE Live? Yes,
0: yeah, so let's maybe take a step back. You know, the DL program, Distinguished Lecture Program, is really one of SPE's most probably popular and prestigious uh, programs. Um, it's it's a it's a very rigorous process. It's a subject matter expert. Um, and it's really, uh, and it's very important to SPE. It's so important that it's actually partially underwritten by the SPE foundation. Um, the primary benefit of the distinguished lecturers from a membership standpoint is, like you said, for them to visit the sections in person. Um, for some sections, this may be the only times that they meet, so it's a very important to the sections. Um, It's very rigorous. Like I said, we select about 30 to 35 each year, I think. We try to get two or three from each discipline. And these are subject matter experts in their topic. A lot of times it might start from an SP paper or a presentation that they gave. Um, It is... Uh, important to our sections. Um, each section gets two distinguished lectures each year. That's provided at no cost to the section, so it allows them a chance to meet, bring their section and members together. And like I said, for some, that may be the only time they meet. Um, it's a it's it's rigorous on the author uh, the speakers as well. Um, They uh, have to travel the world. Um, But one of the things we did uh, this past year, like you were mentioning, was we added now an SP live feature as well. So in addition to making your travels and and getting the benefits of being there in sections, we now have the ability to broadcast that live once a month. Um, So that gives both the the presenters another opportunity to get their message out, but it also gives the SP sections another opportunity to view a speaker. So, and I will say this is one of the, while SP lives are free uh, to anyone uh, in or outside of SP, the DL lives are not that's a member benefit. Um, so it's important to understand you have to be a member to, to see those.
1: Yeah. And um, and I would think, too, for the sections, you know, since you mentioned they only get two um, of those visits per year, it, it gives those sections a chance to maybe hear other presenters, too, if um, you exactly. didn't have a chance to, to hear in person. So that's that's great. It's it's great that it's been able to provide that value. Um, so you've talked a good bit about SPE Live, how it provides a timely overview and conversation around the topic. Um, what are SPE webinars and how are they different?
0: Okay. Well- First of all, an SP live is typically. I think we don't want to go over thirty minutes, so it's typically targeting a little bit less than that. Um, a webinar is typically going to be sixty to ninety minutes. So a webinar is is more of a, a. I'll call it a technical presentation. So it's not a conversational setting. It's a presenter speaking, probably has a PowerPoint going. Um, so it's it's kind of more of a live uh, technical presentation. Um, of course, webinar is going to dive deeper into a technical topic. Um, Whereas the SP Live's more conversational, like we're having here, um, webinars are also live. Um, they're you know a lot of people view them live. They have the ability to have Q and A, but then they are also offered on demand. So all the webinars are on the S this Energy Stream, uh, the past webinar, so you can view those on demand as well. Um, again, member benefit. Webinars are free, um, so you can view any past webinar for, at no charge. Um, if you're a non-member, it, there is a, a slight fee for that. And then lastly, uh, webinars are then, you have the ability to now earn continuing education credits for a webinar as well. So an SP Live doesn't do that. It's not what its intent is. But a webinar, of course, is an education, so we have that ability. So I kind of like to think of webinars are to technical sections what DLs are to regional sections. So it's the ability for uh, the technical sections to get some technical knowledge out to their global audience.
1: Excellent. So SPE lives, short conversational, SP webinars, more of a technical presentation, um, lots of Q&A. So how do the online training courses, how, how do those fit in with these other two products?
0: Yeah, online training is done kind of in a couple of different ways, but think of an online training as more of a course or a Mm -hmm. class Um, so a a training class is going to be typically at least a day probably multi-day and and it's not necessarily even broken up in days it's just time so it's always uh, basically available on demand so you can watch it at your own pace, pause it, come back to it Um, there's also typically tests and quizzes along the way to kind of help reinforce whether you're getting the material things like that and then of course as you would expect you get continuing education credits as well as I said there's really two sources of that um, SP puts on about 15 online train has made about 15 online training courses with SP members as the subject matter experts and they're really more specific to certain topics but we also um, in 2019 partnered with IHRDC um, to basically link their technical content or excuse me their training content to uh, our members and so If there's a a discussion or a training you need and it's offered through our HRDC, you go through our website um, and you can get a reduced rate for our members. So that's kind of how we try to meet, you know, the the all in training needs of our members and and work in our wheelhouse, but also take advantage of of expertise and others. So um, I want to say one more thing. There's also. In-person training—that's not what I'm talking about here today—but we do provide in-person training. That's usually run alongside of an event, so that's a—that's only a live event, um, and so those are those are unique to a, a specific event or uh, uh, workshop or so on.
1: So you've covered a lot of different content that's available on the Energy Stream website. Um, you know, we know that our members can get content, technical content in lots of different shapes or forms. Um, so as an extension of Energy Stream, can you tell the audience a bit about Petrowiki? Yeah,
0: Petrowiki, you know, a lot. Of, some of our members uh, may remember the petroleum engineering handbook. It's something that was developed many years ago. Um, and it was really meant to be the reference manual for petroleum engineers. Um, it was actually last updated in 2007. And at about that time um, was when Wikipedia started becoming very popular. And so it was thought, well, why don't we make this more of a living document and not necessarily a living document, but a, but a, a living idea. And so we developed Petrowiki. And so Petrowiki is meant to work like Wikipedia, where members can update and add content uh at their at their will, um, and then of course there can be debate, and you know w- you know that type of work. But again, it works just like Petri- uh, Wikipedia. Petrowiki gets a lot of traffic. Um, there's a lot of people who access it. The one unfortunate thing is we just really haven't had a lot of updating going on, not as much as we'd like. And we've been working on how do we make that happen. And so we're looking for ways to improve that. I I think it's a powerful resource for our members. Um, Like I said, a lot of members view it. A lot of our younger members and even students use PetroWiki as a reference. Um, Of course, then the other question is we have things like ChatGPT and some of the AI stuff coming in. And so then the question is maybe there's you know, do we combine those two? Is there kind of a way to leverage one or the other? So, you know, I think that's kind of where we're at now and trying to understand the place for Petrowiki, but it's a powerful resource. Um, you know, I, I would encourage if, if you have some things to add to that, to please do, um, because we can always use uh, updated content.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we know Petrowiki has a, a lot of content in there that could be leveraged, um, you know, We've got ChatGPT, as you say, you know, has has entered the world and and has really changed the world very radically um, in its very short time uh, in existence. So since we're talking about AI and ChatGPT, what do you think is the future of AI as it's related to SPE?
0: Yeah, I just want to remind everyone of one thing. Remember, in PetroWiki, everything is sourced so you know, or cited. So unlike ChatGPT, where you have no idea where the source came from, at least you know where that source came from. But um, look, many people probably don't realize it, but AI has been employed by SP for many years. Um, it's really the backbone of how we've been able to take our technical content, our print content and things like that, and make it searchable in our research portal. So if you go onto OnePetro and use the research portal, it's using AI to find keywords and and to find the articles that you need. So SP has been looking at uh, at AI for a while, but we're also now, of course, starting to look at other ideas, particularly with the advent of large language models. Um, you know, right now. I will remind everybody that large language models like chat GPT or whatever can only access free content. Um, so everything behind our paywall, which would include one Petro is not in, uh, ChatGPT are available, so you know I think there's some opportunities for us. I can tell you that we are currently working and looking at you know how does SP leverage large language models? How do we incorporate one Petro? We've had many companies approach us with trying to collaborate. Um, so times are changing really fast in this, um, and we're still continuing to get our arms around it. But I think there's a lot of opportunity, and and our goal is to use AI to help our members. Um, so whatever we do will be to to do that.
1: Wonderful. So we're just about out of time. Um, Thank you so much for today's discussion. This is really uh, things that are near and dear to my heart. Um, So how do members use what we talked about today uh, to get the most out of their S.P.E.
0: membership? Yeah. So obviously that's my most important point is I want to make sure our members understand how they use it. Um, The first thing I would recommend is is if you haven't been to it, go to the Energy Stream website. Uh, explore the site, see what's available, you know, explore the webinars, look at the SP lives, um, you know, be on the lookout for SP lives that are of, of interest to you. Um, I would follow SPE on LinkedIn if you don't already, um, because then you'll be able to get the, the uh, immediate links for that. I would also, though, I uh, make sure you, you know, kind of think about what are areas of, of uh, education or technical the training that you need. And first step might be to search the webinar library. Um, there's a there's a ton of webinars in there and they're all uh, sorted by technical discipline and you can go in and look at what you need. Um, and those are free. Um, I would shoot. I would even recommend maybe make a goal of watch a webinar each month. Uh, pick one. Maybe it's in your discipline. Maybe it's something you hadn't uh, don't know that much about and you want to explore it. So uh, that'll help advance your professional development of course uh whatever section you're in be you on the lookout for the dl's when they come to town i go to I, as, as many of them as i can uh, here in the dallas section um and then look if you're a seasoned professional um, I just ask that you do a couple of things. One is maybe go into the Petrowiki site and see if there's some content that you can add or update. Um, but also, don't forget you can be on SP Live, or you can be a on do a webinar, or be a DL. Um, speaking of which, by the way, the DL. Uh, application is ends here in a couple of weeks, March 15th. So if you want to be a DL in next season, now is the time to do that. So, again, I, I think it's a matter of going onto that site and looking and you know, how do you invest in yourself? Um, how do you invest in your professional career and ultimately create your energy future?
1: Well, it was really great speaking with you today, Terry. Can you give us a sneak peek into what you'll be covering next month?
0: Sure, Dana. First of all, thank you for joining me. Um, I, I always enjoy visiting with you, and my congratulations to you and your team for everything you do and you adapt. And you, I know, I know this is quickly changing technology. So um, I know I appreciate it. And I'm sure the members do too. Um, as far as next month goes, um, I think we're going to try to dive into, you know, how does you know answering one of the questions I get a lot is how does SPE help us improve? us as an industry improve our public image Um, and so we'll talk about things like the energy for me uh, program and and some related topics but i hope that these podcasts are helpful to everybody again i encourage you to do get the most out of your sp membership just like you do your health club membership um, and ultimately create your energy future thank you We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the SPE Presidents Podcast, Creating Our Energy Future with Terry Palish. New episodes are posted at the beginning of each month, complete with transcripts on the Journal of Petroleum Technology website at jpt.spe.org.